So Jez was just saying that um, it feels really nice to walk into something that just is natural. Familiar. Yeah, familiar, isn't it? Yeah, when you, when you have enough meetings or gatherings with certain friends like this, it feels very familiar in like home. And I think that's what's so nice. Your eyes are glistening. Are they? Well, <laughs> I think I'm even getting emotional because this Collective Potential podcast is taking a break. And even as you say, it's really nice to walk into a room and it all feels warm and lovely. I'm an emotional woman, you know. I, <laughs> I hate saying goodbye to things. Even though it's a break, I feel... Like this is exactly what we need, mm. but I do. I feel um, sentimental and yeah. like I'm grieving for something. I don't know what that is. It could be in my life in general, but we'll get into that. Uh-huh. So yeah, this is going to be a wonderful start. What are we going to talk about? Of something that's ending. Yeah, I love that. Oi, hello there. Hello. I'm feeling a bit lost. A yep. little confused. Yeah. Well, we're all one. C- collective potential. Whoa, nice beat. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Let's have a real chat. I knew what we were going to talk about, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of broke there because I thought it would be the... Um, the... Just great broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to talk about? No, we are talking about... Transitions yeah, and ends. Transitions I reckon that's beautiful what you said then, Em. Grieving and... So, we, yeah, we, are, we, are, we don't know how long we're going to be on a break for, but we're probably going to take a few months, up to six months maybe off, and we'll feel it out after that. But it just felt right for us. We just chatted it out where we are, what we, what's relevant for us right now, and we all kind of felt like it's right to have a bit of space. Um, not because we hate each other or anything. Far from it. <laughs> no, I far love you, from it, yeah. I love you guys more yeah. now than I ever have. Oh. Yeah. That's why I'm like, really? You're not going to see each other? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> but I have got an abandonment issue, so we won't get into that just straight away. We'll bring that up You're later. Me. But yeah, and we were only just going to do a little message then, and then you guys came in and was like, we, "Let's make this a podcast or a conversation about ending or transitions." And I reckon that's such a—I mean, it's, there's so much value in being able to make transitions in a positive way or endings, quote unquote. Yeah. Do you want to share what your thoughts were, Rye? Um, I was just on the tram on the way here and then I got off the tram and saw M and I was like, it's been nice that even though we're calling this a break, we don't know if we're going to come back. I, hopefully we do. We might not. It depends where we are. I'm going overseas. M's having a sabbatical. Is that what you call it? I would call it a sabbatical time out to just really have a think about who I am in the world and what my work is and what I want to do with my life. And yeah, it feels right. But what I was thinking about is how it's kind of a, it's kind of a skill or there's a way of ending things in a way that's a beautiful ending, like a nice, it's polished off well. It's like, there's, it's really like the ends are neat. It's whereas, uh, you know, I've had breakups in my life or endings of things that haven't gone so well. And I was just thinking about what's the difference, mm. Mm. you know, like how can you see something, an event as not an end, but a new beginning or also, um, be grateful without holding on or just, uh, you know, clinging to it. Yeah. Because if you think about it, uh, an ending, it's like it stops. There's yeah. a break. Something snaps. You know, even just thinking about what an end is, it, it blocks. It's, you know, it doesn't go any further. So maybe let's start with, even for people listening, what's one thing in your life that you go, oh, when did you have probably, you know, something that ended that kind of sticks out in your brain or your mind or your heart the most? Oh. I mean, what jumps to my mind as soon as you ask that is something that was really good for my girlfriend Michelle and I the other week, um, where 
I had a bit of an epiphany that, um, and we both did. We kind of shared it as I as I expressed it. Just like we're going for a bit of like like are we still relevant for each other kind of thing um cool. and exploring that that's really brave yeah and and we i mean i could talk for hours about it because it was quite a it was quite nice um and a few a bunch of things that happened where it was like just going pushing go beyond your comforts and stuff and um surrendering your preference and then kind of coming together um but essentially it was just this realization that i've never really felt with a girl before which is um one of I could be with you another hour, a week, or like three lifetimes. Like it feels like what it, it doesn't matter what option it is because we'll just be together as long as we're relevant for one another and serving one another. And when that finishes, essentially because it, the comfort came from knowing that everything is extended self, like the sensation that everything from me in terms of there's only one consciousness, everything is just a different wave in the ocean as you are, as you are, as, as the teacup is, you know, like so – Essentially, I'm not really ever saying goodbye to any of it. I'm just it's 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 relevant for a time, and then it's not relevant. And and there's something really beautiful and eternal about that. That um, I kind of had a vision as I was talking to Mish about it, like like she was just a star in the universe, uh, like out in the black space, and as 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 an extension of me. Like I was looking at her, and I felt like I am you, and you are me, <laughs> and just this kind of kind of quite. You see, you saw the divine this is in her. The most amazing huh? conversation. I love where this girl. This you do really realize <laughs> not everyone's having this in their relationships. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's yeah, beautiful. I mean, it's it's not ex- actioned yet, obviously, because we we are still of together. Course, but, but it made it made that. the fire between us like more more alive because <gasps> it just it really threw us into the moment more than ever. Like, well, this is the all there is. Then, you know, one thing I've been reflecting on in the last because I've been single for over a year and a bit is that. Now when I meet someone, whether a friend or a potential someone I'm going to date, it doesn't matter what it is, when I meet them, there's always a thing in, in my head where I'm happy that this will end, even though you get so much joy from something. I think a lot of problems come in relationships or in anything when you can't let it go that way and you want to control it and make it um, your image of what it should be. But that's a big flip though. What do you mean you're happy? Like I'm happy in the sense where... It's like you don't need it, but you still want to have spend time with someone doing your project. But it's you're also happy that it's going to end because of course everything's going to end. Mm. You can't hold on to anything. It's like that thing. There's a quote which is like a caged, a caged bird doesn't sing the same song. It's like you kind of need to give things the freedom to grow and change mm. and adapt in their way because you can't control it. Mm. I feel like we're always trying to control ourselves or other people. Mm. And kind of when I hear you talk about you and Mish that way, it's mm. kind of saying, oh, well, we both want what's best for the other person. If that doesn't mean mm. we're together, then that's fine. Of course, you don't want to not be together. Mm. But it's that thing that some people will just stay together forever, abstain a job that's not serving them anymore just because like, they feel like they have to hold on to it. Mm. Whereas I think that's not how things actually naturally grow and change. Yeah. Oh, I suppose, I suppose the only difference is, is like I'm aligning myself with my innate nature, which is essentially love, but ultimately evolution. Like, and so if, if I, it's not beneficial for Michelle to be with me, if I'm not help serving her evolution on whatever her path is currently in this period of her life and existence. And if she's just another existence and i i know like it's hard to describe but there was just this radiant joy that came with this isn't this doesn't need to last and 
and I don't know, like it just flipped my perspective of it, like marriage, um, all sorts of like, what are these things that commitments as such? Like, is it, I, I suppose I can't really ever really, for me personally on my journey and where I'm at in my level, with my um, mind, um, I can't really say it would be a sincere thing to say I commit to you for the rest of my life. But mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's not because I'm in the phase. If I had a child, maybe. Um, but anyway, you know. When you were saying that to each other um, or having this re- moment of recognition, did you see any, anything in her eyes that made you think, oh, she doubts that, but I know that? Um, she, no, she just recognised it to be true. That's all she, that's all. She, she's, um, yeah, I mean, she's got this amazing intuition that we, 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 we operate on different levels. Like I operate quite a lot on a deeper level of like esoteric and cosmic kind of level of consciousness. <laughs> Not that anyone knows that about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But which is a bit woo-woo to some, or, or dividing, but, but like I'm learning to integrate on all three levels, you know, the middle mishy intention level and then the surface superficial level and all are equally important as as human beings equally. Um, and Mish operates more on the one and two. But um, Can you but, explain these levels? So, so I mean, one is just, um, if it's like a sun or, um, this is just Vedic uh, knowledge, I suppose. Um, but the outer level of the sun, like the crust, the hard superficial layer, then the, the like, second level is kind of like a gooey, um, intangible feeling, intention, why I'm doing this. And then at the deepest is just oneness and um, where all desire in nature is, springs from. Um, and it's essentially a collective of one consciousness in the middle. Um, and so all three are equally important to be aware of at any time. And I suppose I'm like with the Vader course I'm doing at the moment, which I'm absolutely in love with, <laughs> um, it's you're learning to communicate in all three. Yeah, I'm learning to operate on all realms. Three. Yeah, and just which also aware. helps with who you're talking to and yeah. communicating with. Yeah, and how can I be relevant or yep. be of service to whoever I'm? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was just wondering. I think that's a beautiful thing in that you can, which makes sense. Like if we're talking about ending anything in a relationship, if you're studying the Vedic um, ancient teachings, of course you would probably be able to see that there is no need to see the end because there is no end on a lower consciousness level in Vedic terms. Because yep. I've studied a little bit and mm. I think that I can bring myself into understanding that. Mm. But so easily I could be on the um, lower or higher end of their consciousness terms, which is, fuck, something's ending. Like, even as I sit here, I have this, um, I don't know, like this tiredness in me yep. because I know that there is a stage in my life that's coming to an end. And, you know, in my tiredness or emotional sense, I can feel grief mm-hmm. for what I'm saying goodbye to. Mm. And I, I really can see that um, for me, like endings sometimes are connected and I can feel them, but I'm very conscious of them now that when things end, it makes me sad that something's going, which I can feel my parents leaving. Like I can see it. Like sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm emotional without even realising. Like mm. Emily, it's just we're, we're going different ways. Mm-hmm. And I don't like um, when something ends, like a friend's come from overseas or I'm not going to see them for ages. I hate the goodbye. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to do an ending. I just go, I always jokingly but wholeheartedly say to people, I'll see you soon, mate. Because I, I don't like that emotion that starts to come up. Yeah. And maybe it's not don't like, but I am very conscious of, you know, um, because of what I've experienced in my life, that, you know, endings make me emotional more than yeah. most people. So yeah, yeah. I, I like the thought of what is the endings 
that have stood out to me the most. So it's probably always been around deaths for me. But mm. nowadays I can totally see that even as I'm wrapping up like this segment of my life, like I really feel like I've worked on Collective Potential, which really is just an event self-development company or social enterprise. I've done it for three years. So pick anybody, their thing that they've done. Mm. And I know that it's, um, yeah, reaching a new stage. And so I have to just let go of the old mm. to welcome in whatever's new. And my new might not even be what I've done for the last three years. And so there's like this, I don't know. Um, there's uncertainty to it because you get yeah. comfortable in what you've mm. been. Yes, something's coming to an end. Mm. And I see it in other people a lot of the time when I know that they're wrapping up something or something's changing in their life and they start to freak out. And you're like, are you freaking out that something's ending or are you just going to need to start to prepare yourself for the new opportunity that's coming in? Like, that's not cheesy. I'm quite serious. Mm. You know, um, one guy I spoke to who um, I haven't seen him from high school and he rang me to say, he messaged me on Facebook to say, you'll love this, just giggle for a second. Mm. Hey, Em, I'm just messaging you after 10 years because I saw one of our friends from high school and we both just wanted to tell you how awesome your, your parties were. <laughs> and I'd like have 300 people in our backyard. Yeah. So you can see where I got this whole need to be around community yeah, yeah. that used to be partying. I said, oh, yeah, I kind of still do that. I just do it with more with self-development and with less alcohol. Yeah. I'm all about inspiring. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I go, how's life? He said, uh, um, well, my marriage has ended and it's broken up and I don't have the kids with me anymore. So, you know, it's pretty hard. And I just thought for a moment, you know, do I, do I just tell him, I'm sorry to hear that. Or do I actually just share how I feel about what an ending is or like this new stage? I said, have you had time in here to think about the opportunities that this breakup or this end of your marriage is really going to bring you? It's been nice checking in. Thanks so much. But I hope you find the opportunity in it. Which he wrote back, what do you mean opportunity? And I was like, well, as a youth worker, some of the best things that ever happened to me was working with thousands of young people who are better off because their parents split up. And when their parents split up or ended the marriage, they were happier because of it. Mm. So I saw so much more love go into those, these kids' lives. And if they could just see that that was better for them rather than the sadness of their parents' marriage ending, mm. then you'd understand that there was more love and opportunity that came from it. So don't forget that your kids will get more of this long-term. And maybe as you see the next stage of the next relationship, you'll ask yourself, how can I do this better? Mm. But I always feel a little bit cheesy saying that to randoms that I haven't yeah, seen for a long brilliant. time. <laughs> but if yeah, we're talking, take it? Well, if we're talking about endings tonight, and he wrote back, you know what? I haven't even started to think about that. But yeah, I'll take that on board. Because, yeah. you know, isn't it? It's great. Things that are ending in our lives, what opportunities came from them? Well, everything's mm -hmm. seasonal as well. Yeah, isn't so it? I was thinking that before. I, I, one thing I've noticed in my life is you'll get these like moments where everything's been the same for a while. And all of a sudden, like, all these things happen. They'll just mm. completely shake up your life. And it's kind of like like you ride that wave of, like, getting all these new opportunities, new things happening, and it's all exciting new. And then you're comfortable, and then oh, the wave goes up, and then you're like, whoa, all this stuff again. And it's, <laughs> you know, but it's anything, like meeting a new person, mm. getting a new opportunity. You don't know when it's going to come, and I think you're just open to it mm. and open um, – and not closing off and thinking about the past, but just seeing what's here now, that's when you can start grabbing those opportunities. Yeah. Isn't it beautiful? There's so much, so much opportunity comes flourishing when you really surrender your preference. I mean, like have, have an idea, I suppose, or of your intention and what feels right for you. But 
yeah, I, I really noticed the power of um, in my own life with my own work opportunities of really knowing what I care about and that, and then going after the people that I think it will work for, but then really not having a rigid attachment to the outcome. Um, and it, because ad- adapting to that is so like being able to adaptability is probably the most important skill I reckon I've ever learned. Well, that was what we spoke about in our first ever podcast. Is remember? it full circle in the podcast? Is it? Remember the Charles Darwin quote about That's right. adapting to change? Yeah, and yeah. the octopus. He yeah. said, I, "I can take eight puss at a time," and that was. And you're not wrong. I've really proven oh, that. Please, over. if you're listening to this, go back to the first episode. Not sure how much we've improved. However, that was a giggle. But even like we look back at that episode now in terms of reflecting on what this has been like, me and Jez only met like maybe once or twice before Mm. then, you know what I mean? It's Mm. like that's how things can blossom and change from new opportunities. Mm. Um, Oh, you know what I mean? Like, like, because do we ever tell a story about how this podcast actually started? Em kind of just, Mm. she was, uh, because I did a, a podcast years ago when I was younger called Pocket Change. And Em was one of our guests. And then, like, two, a year or two later, Em's like, I want to do a podcast. Come, we'll get Jez involved. Yeah. But we didn't know each other. And then we start having these conversations every Tuesday night, just like really pouring <laughs> our heart out. And Which, interesting really enough, tasty. initially when we first started, if I can just throw this in the room, Jeremy thought it was just me and him. That's right. And yeah. you just thought it was me and you. And then I was no, like, I no, was we, oh, no, no, we, it was just going to be. I didn't think, us two. I thought I was just going to produce. I didn't oh, think yeah. Gonna you didn't gonna, yeah, that's it. You thought it was just that you were going to produce. And I was just happy to throw chaos together Whatever and see what happened. happened. Yeah. But I love the trio. We are because of that almost. It just fell into place, didn't it? And Dylan, shout out wherever he is, little <laughs> rascal video producer. He's definitely not listening to our podcast. <laughs> 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 he's beautiful. I actually might be working in a room next week. There you go. Yeah, he's a, still good. Um, what? There's an ending. <laughs> what? Uh, what thing has happened in your life that you found the hardest? to accept and let go? Because I feel like a lot of what mm. the idea of ending is actually just letting go oh, and yeah. accepting and putting oh, it behind you. I mean, I, I've one jump straight to my head straight away, but you, someone else can answer if you want. No, please. Uh, um, my family, my relationship with my family as I knew it, um, the level of relationship it was when I was in the same church, when I was you know a Christian with them, and then when I stopped being a Christian, not having that relationship again and and years of trying to get it and trying to be creative of different ways I can have it with them. Um, That's but just But just not been it. Like that took me years Ugh. and it's still, and it still is something that I, I'm like, even this weekend I was having a quite a big conversation with my dad about it. Just saying, surely there's, anyway, I, yeah. yeah, surely there's a way we can do this. What was your biggest learning from that? Um, that I ultimately don't need, I don't need that level of relationship with them to be completely fulfilled. Um, Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think Truly I really wanted, yeah, I wanted the acceptance. I wanted them to acknowledge and hear me, truly hear me, like surrender their preference and listen um, and, and listen to what I've experienced. Um, I mean, to, just to put it in real layman's terms, essentially like grow up with an idea of God and then go beyond that bubble of what their idea is into like the, great unknown but like what i would term if you for for the christian language to be um, a much bigger awareness of god like a greater 
in everything as opposed to just in an exclusive church. Um, that's my personal experience of it. Like everyone differs and it served great things while I was in it as well. Like it taught me how to have an awesome relationship and, and how to surrender my, my be vulnerable with people and, and loads of great things. Um, but anyhow, yeah, that's uh, to, actually, yeah. It actually makes a lot of sense why you're loving Vedic meditation because it's yeah. redefining what God is. Yeah, with, without yeah, just new, a new definition of yeah mm, through and and or every single religion that ever was come from the Ved, which is the main reason I like it. <laughs> and it doesn't feel icky or um, anything dogmatic. Yeah, but anyway, that's mine. That's mine. How about you, Em? I'm finding it hard to answer that question. I'm like, what has come to an end? I don't know if I can answer that. Well, the, like well, the thing that you attached onto when it ended that you're like, I want this to last forever. <laughs> I, reckon I think I might be going through it now. <laughs> With collective attention? Yeah. So to fill people in a bit more, like you, you, M's actually oh, stopping yep. collective potential for a short time, not just this podcast. The actual oh, yeah. I just, yeah, I feel like maybe I'm going through a process now of I don't really like myself as much as I used to. I don't like being around my team like I used to. I feel like I've got a really like big ego or I frustrate people or we keep getting angry with each other and I just sort of look at that disharmony and go, something's got to give, like something has to end and it doesn't matter whether you call it a relationship with my family and we have to let go of God or just that collective potential is there's something that has to drop away and it's either a couple of our programs or just part of me. Mm. So I don't have the answer to it yet. So I'm just sort of going to take um, a six-week break where I do no work. and which so healthy. It, Yeah, which is my team. And so even now I'm like, who, I don't even know how to take six weeks off. Like my co-founder Jody said, I dare you not to do anything because I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go away and write up all of the content for everything of my life work. And she was like, do you really want to do that? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and she's like, do you? And I was like, okay, maybe I'll go see a psych for six weeks while I'm away. And she was like, <laughs> what? Why are you doing this? And I go, oh, got it. Because it's just what I do. Yeah. And so my body is actually saying, She's tired and yeah. she needs a break and sit down and meditate more and Just eat healthy, go for a run, you know, be still on in front of an ocean. When you wake up awesome. in the morning, I'm on a day off. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being M. Polo for once. Please do. I'm being just being real about it. I'm yeah, in I the middle it. of saying goodbye I, I love to something. You're in the middle of the transition right now. Yeah, I'm what? not even pretending. People are like, how are you? I'm like, oh, look, I've had better days. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm okay. I like I feel great. Like I can't wait to go on a break. But I'm like, well, honesty, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, I feel like you're a a chronic doer. Yep. And what is what is the force behind? Because that force. What do you, what do you think it is? Like when you wake up in the morning and and you you could be like, oh, I could sit down and relax, or is it? But I need to get my life's work. And I need to do it now, now, now. I would mm. say that eight months mm. ago. Um, would be a different answer, but I feel like what put me into that place was um, a business and revenue or lack of. And so I got what I'm passionate about mixed up with business. So that doing space came from trying to achieve new business heights. So that doing is a little imbalanced. Like it doesn't mm. come from a my pure place of... Gotcha. 
I love to do work with people. I love to be around people, but I can feel in me that why I need a break is that it went a little bit off check with all these business mentors coming in. So the doing comes from trying to be better at business and not doing it very well at all. But in the break where I had where I went on my little road trip, I got to reconnect back to my people, my work, and I was like, ah. <laughs> I like this. I like sitting with people and having a conversation and running workshops. Mm. Yeah, I could sit around and connect with people. So I think does that answer uh, it? But but then uh, but then what's motivating you in this instance where you go you haven't got the business pressures, but you're about to go away and and still feel the inclination to do do do? Because I, I feel like I can really relate to it as well. I don't know if I have the answer yet. Yeah. I feel like that's what it is. It's sort of like the. Um, the um, the um, now that I've recognised that I've, I've I've loved the the connection, the still doing there is part of what I've been doing for the last eight months. It's habit. Mm-hmm. It's habitual. Mm. Oops. <laughs> it's good. Like I I like how you notice when Jody says no. Like it kind of calls you on it, I guess. Mm. And I can see it in the same in you as well. Like how much I'd love you to just do nothing because I find it really hard to do that. Um, but when I do, I feel. Oh, you know, like, I'm really good at doing nothing. Oh, like, if you if if you're like like the, this last Easter break, guys, I did nothing. <laughs> so what is this then? Why, why why do you feel like it for this? I guess because if you've got six weeks, you think to yourself, well, how long do I do nothing for? Like even if a pastor is for like ten days, and then I'm like, can't I start doing? <laughs> X, Y, and Z. But there's there's nothing. And then there's also doing things that don't have uh, an end, means to an end. So like like you said, you like reading books on things that are going to like, it's always about growing you, growing you. But you can also, there's other ways of looking into things and having hobbies and doing stuff that it's just about the thing itself. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. You just mean? the joy like, of doing the hobby, I guess. Mm. Like, I guess um, I really like this meditation teacher called Tara Brack, but she talks about, a little metaphor I can use here is like walking to get somewhere versus walking for the enjoyment of walking and how, how the different mindset of when you're walking, like <laughs> I need to be at this place. I need to get there. I'm just thinking about hurry. the city. Like that's why I cannot wait to just get out of Melbourne. Like and be mm. like somebody, I, I feel like where I know my connection to self where I'm not doing is when I can hear the ocean Yeah, and oh, when beautiful. I'm sitting in it and I swim in it. And then because I'm fresh and I've had that, I go for runs by it. You know, like mm. I lived in Byron Bay for nine months and I'm like, God, I'm so caught up in the business of doing in the city that even when I was mm. traveling, I, I noticed just how much more at ease I was with just oh. being in the world. Like, so do you cool. remember ever having those phone calls with me when I was on a Two week, one week out of being on a road trip, I was like, fuck, <laughs> this world is beautiful because I don't have to do anything out here. And so, yeah, I think that's like the hum yeah. of what you think you need to do in the city to be a success. And, and you know what I reckon <gasps> that is? Is the collective I'm, consciousness of all the people in the community. Ooh. Yeah, I'm embarrassed that I'm caught up in that. Like, that's the part of the doing. I'm like, listen to all my business mentors. And it's like, none of them care. I'm going to see one tomorrow. And I bet you if we had this podcast tomorrow, he'd be like, you're taking a break. Great. Wonderful. Whereas I'm freaked out that he's going to be like, well, you can't take a break. Yeah. Well, they, they want what's best for your health. Exactly. Anyway, sorry. That's so interesting. I was listening to Jack Cornfield's latest podcast uh, the other day when I was packing down at work, and he told this story how he was at a conference that was on um, the neuroscience of wellness, 
And there's been a lot of studies on these things called telomeres on your DNA. And what telomeres are, they're like these little caps on the end of your DNA, but basically there's a correlation between when your telomeres get damaged, Mm. which things like inflammation and stuff do Mm. that. Um, It ages your cells, and that's actually what causes you to age. Mm. Um, And they've shown that um, high inflammation causes that, but also one thing that reduces it is meditation. So that's been a real groundbreaking study. I think won all these prizes in the last couple of years. That's sick. But on the collective consciousness stuff, they found that people who live in, you know, like poverty, um, in, you know, societies that are suffering have shorter telomeres, like the caps are damaged. It's also like how you can kind of control how your DNA is expressed. And they've showed that with um, meditation studies. But what's interesting is in these societies that have a high, what do you call it, like, um, wage gap. All oh, right. So, in societies that where some people are really rich and some are really poor, yeah, even the rich people have smaller telomeres oh. than the ones on the bottom because of the collective collective. Whereas, like, even if you're not aware of it, the suffering, yeah. just walking around and seeing it, and yeah. even if you're you don't have that. Oh, um, we're all we're all. It's it, we, we, human. It takes someone more than a human to go. Hey, humans. You, you're all connected and you're affecting each other even if you don't think you are. All levels. You walk down the street and you get... Truly, a- like that's fascinating. Yeah. Like, uh, can you... Th- um, keep going with this. I, I'm just saying, it's great, right? If you go down the street in a state where you're present and aware, because I feel like you can, once you meditate for a while, you can get in where you're like in this real open space where you walk and you look at people mm. and you really feel them. Yep. Um, if you do that in the city and you actually look at people's faces... It's really emotionally overwhelming. Like how so? Like you look at people, like just walk down the city. People are always looking down at the ground. They look really sad. They don't look energized. And I think it's because mm. we're so far away from our original nature of being out in the outdoors and mm. hunting and being around a tribe that it's just it wears us down, and we're just not doing what's right for our bodies. But oh, the thing is, man, is man. you could spend, you know, seven days a week at the gym, meditating all day, doing all these things but still pick up on what everyone else is feeling. And this isn't like a spiritual energetic woo-woo thing. It's actual science now. That's what I'm stoked about is the the DNA thing and that collective thing is because there's other meditation studies that show that like you can affect reduce crime rates by doing mass meditation and such. Um, But like that's, that's sick, man. There's also another one where the crime rate goes down if you play ocean noises on a street. So you don't add security. They did it. On, there's a TED talk about it. But you just add sounds of classical music or the ocean, and people will stop robbing you. <laughs> it's just we're stressed. People are stressed. It's amazing, like, oh, isn't that? So, it, like, it is, makes so much sense. I can't wait to almost look back on this time in my life of um, you know, it really is only the last six to eight months where I've felt this sort of up and down craziness. But I I can really look at it and I think to myself, like, if I'm in an environment like. Here's, here's an example. I don't know if I'm talking about myself too much. No, no, no. go for it. You have full permission. It's your podcast. Yeah, you. no, it's our podcast. <laughs> okay, so here's um, a girl who grew up with a pretty decent family, you know, with my own... Are you um, talking about you or do you... No, no, with me, yeah, sorry. Yeah, cool. So I was thinking about something about um, the collective consciousness. So... Here I've grown up with, you know, we had some money, then we didn't have money. Then we had some money and never went to high class, middle class, maybe lower to middle, right? Depending Mm. on where my dad was at as a working class, blue collar worker. Mm. So, but then I learned things like, you know, if we ever had money, my parents died, right? I got thrown money because, and I needed to do something with it, right? So really what I was taught was you only get money through death or if you do spend it. So there was no real money management in my life, like 
I don't know about you. Did your parents mm. sit you down mm. and do a budget with you? Yeah, mine. I'm really bad at that. Great. Yeah. No, okay. Suck. And but yours did, yeah. right? So interesting. It just depends. Whereas you know, this is my view of what I think money is a lot of the time. But then in this last couple of years, I got thrown into an an environment that is about high achievers, really high worth individuals that I lived with, spent time around and were advising me that I would spend day in and day out with. Mm. So they're asking me to go to this level of financial knowledge um, and I'm still operating at overcoming some of the views that I have of my parents, what money is through Mm. my parents. So I see a real um, issue, particularly in the self-development world, of where people are supposed to go to a point of achieving what they want to in their life without the financial acumen. And I can really Uh, see that that there's something here that for me as I've um, started to look at the end, am I coming to an end of needing to impress others that I think I need to in my life financially or am I actually coming to an end of seeing the negative patterns and how they play out in my life financially? And so... I'm just in this interesting place right now of was I in the collective consciousness of what I think success is because who I was hanging around or was I actually in a in a space of knowing that I was completely out of alignment with who I am and what I believe my place in the world is to be. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. So um, it's a little bit left of centre of what mm. you're talking about but I'm really curious that that triggered that in me of, wow, if you're talking about meditation – and what you are and who you hang around um, and that, yeah, that that can be there. Yeah, that's what I feel like sometimes endings can be too of is it time for me to unlearn some of the things I think about myself that are creating Patterning. patterns. Mm. So I, I'm really curious about slowing down my life and going away for six weeks to go, why do I need to be doing things? Was that my belief or someone else's belief that I was around? And because I can't catch up to that in the quicker enough time, it's bounced back at me. And mm. so I think for six weeks, I want to go away and not do anything, but just allow those thoughts to rattle through me rather than trying to live someone else's life mm-hmm. just because I'm in the city too. Mm. And I really encourage anyone out there, if you are following me, that's like, yeah, is do you need to almost stop to think about what's yours and versus somebody else's? Mm. You definitely need time to reflect and on everything, and 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 that doesn't have to be an in, like incessant thinking about the past, but at least going, am I on the right track? And I think you need to, um, if you're in a house that every, all the furniture's green all the time, <laughs> I don't know if this metaphor's going to work. Which I I'm would trying. love this because I do all love green. green. Mm-hmm. If you're in that and you're like, maybe I don't like green, but there's nothing else but green everywhere, you're still going to be thinking about green all the time. Like, yeah. Get out and into the nature and... See green. More green, but a different... <laughs> uh, the terrible... Med- anyway. No, but this, it kind <laughs> of is because I'm not sure where I'm going with this other than what I picked up from you is I have been in an environment of doing... Yeah, because I'm around being, doers. I'm being encouraged to do. And, oh. right, and 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 I do because I incessantly need to do. Right. So what you're saying is that you're. What, what am I saying, Jess? I, what, what I'm interpreting from what you're saying, it might not Please. be right, is that you're um, you're not actually in your in your innate your external environment isn't actually in harmony with your internal environment, and your internal environment actually might operate differently to what your the the group of people around you has influenced you to think like. Yeah. And it might have, yeah. they might not have, I'm not victim to it. No, no. But I, um, I could quite easily 
have become it had I not gone, hey, we're going to take a break because I need to go out and re- mm. realise what, what is in harmony with what I truly want. Mm. Like the other day, I get a right. call, can you work at 4,000 asylum seekers that live in Dandenong? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. What do you want me to do? And then as we go through the program, then I've got another, like one of the top six banks saying, can you come and work with our 800 people in, um, in the banks? And I, and I just went, shit. Who would I do? Would I do the one that has more money or would I do the one that matters the most to me? Mm. That, that is some fundamental thinking that why I need a break, that I can't answer that right now. Don't mm. you think? Mm. That's yeah. really interesting. Well, do I do it more for money or do I do it for... The universe delivered that with intention of giving you the ch- giving that exact problem. <laughs> there's, a, there's a quote uh, in um, Castaneda's Don Juan which is kind of like one of the, it's this weird book about like a guy that starts living with this shaman. I think it's in Mexico. But the quote from Don Juan is, um, to the spiritual warrior, there is no praise or blame. And I'm not quoting this exactly. This is me paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. But the spiritual warrior, there is only challenges. So things that are really good in your life is a challenge. Right. And things that when you reach your lows, is also a challenge. Because it's navigating that when you get those high experiences, they're going to end. But also when you get those lows, you're going to have good experiences again. Yeah, they're all waves. That's everything. If you look at it the right way. Yeah, that's a good way. Instead of passing judgment on what's happening in your life, just see it as a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Same as if you're at the bottom of the wave doing the bottom turn, that's a challenge to turn. If you're at the top of the wave, you're going to do a top turn. (laughs) That's a challenge. And surfing, it's like you're always maintaining the ride in that motherfucker with grace. With grace. And, you know, I really like it. Like someone said to me, you don't sound like you're going through a hard time at the moment. I said, oh, it's not difficult. It's just that I can consciously see that I am coming out from a real high into a time of making choices, small or large. But imagine if people could see that an ending can only really bring you opportunity. Like as soon as you said, can we talk about endings? I was like, great, because it sort of fits into the category of is there depression well, no, there's just a dark night of the soul that you have to go through for you to learn. Or, you know, is there really light? Well, there has to be light if there is no darkness. Like they kind of fit mm. into this little book of <laughs> misinterpretations or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I know what, what I'm mean. saying here. I love this conversation because, again, it's like, ah. Oh. No, it's great because you, what you, what, to me what you're saying is, which I think is really important for people and myself to actively do, practice, is shatter the um, – labels or preconceptions of what you're actually going through and just sit into what you feel about where you're at and then guide from there as opposed to, oh, I'm feeling depressed, oh, I'm feeling high, oh, I'm feeling, you know, maybe I've took that a different way, but that's what I'm... No, no, that's, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. If you look yeah. at it too, like if you look at the hard parts yeah, of your so life from years ago, they're usually where you grow the most. <laughs> it's like it's, it's the manure on the soil that allows the new things to grow is these hard parts. Mm. And that's where you get the appreciation for when you do have something that's good. It's because you've had to overcome something to get there. Mm. But if you have that sort of open, I'm not going to cling on to this and grab onto this thing and stay it's on. It's like, you know what you like want to a- call it? My, my friend Laura, who's my meditation teacher, taught me this, this analogy the other day. She said it's like poo. Like if we, when we let go, some, when when we let something go, so gross. <laughs> when we let our poo go, we don't grab it and go, "Don't leave me," you know. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, leave. Yeah. <laughs> if it's your poo, you're excreting it. It's like it's it's served its purpose and it's gone. We don't we don't cling to it. 
and go, why are you leaving me? Don't leave me. You were a part of me once. It's irrelevant. It's become irrelevant. That is so good. I do love uh, that. It's fantastic. And yet I'm so grossed out by it. (laughs) (laughs) Unless some people do that too and you guys are wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm, that's just a little hint at like always look to nature for the patterns and then you realise that the process and then seasons. Look at leaves. On leaves, the tree. man. Exactly. Like if the leaves didn't fall off the tree, they wouldn't We don't call them stays. We call them leaves. <laughs> so here's something. Like if we go back through. Um... <laughs> that's good. Oh, sorry. Yeah. These two are high-fiving each other. Oh, no, no, no. We love puns. Show. We love puns. Yeah, go ahead. The greatest things about, okay, give me your top two things that you've loved about this podcast for the last year. Like this has nice. been going since May last year. And then I'm going to ask you say, what's oh. the t- two hardest things about this po- thing that we've done. Can I, I'll quickly say just connecting with you guys is easily my number one favorite thing. Oh. Yeah. yeah, easily. It's true. Like we, it came to my head straight away and I was like, just looking you guys in the eyes and talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and having a space where we can be real. Yep. Anything else? Um, no, you go, right? Yeah. I think that's it too. There's a cathartic emotional, when you have people in your life where you can completely have permission to be yourself, which is something that now from the podcast, not that specifically, it's kind of grown at the same, this ability in me has grown at the same time they've done it. But just being Mm -hmm. like, everyone, when you talk, you're kind of like, oh, I shouldn't say that. Or you kind of, you have this like niggly thing in the back of your head is like, oh, am I talking about myself too much? Am I doing this thing? And then when you can have a safe, all people really want is a safe space where they're not judged mm. and you can say things and be. And I think we, we've really built that here. And mm. that was our intention with the podcast too, yeah. is we want to do it so that when people hear us and go, oh, they're really, they sound like they're having a cracker of a time, even though shit might be happening in their life. Like I remember one point we got in here with Jez and he started crying because he was so in it. Mm. There's been points where M's been so in it, but mm. either way, it's been so fun to come in here and just connect about it mm. because that's all humans are doing is we're just this whole, this whole journey of, you know, good times, bad times, mm. all the stuff. And I think what, and that other study we spoke about the other day of, you know, it was like a hundred year study and that if you don't, just Google it if you don't understand what I'm saying. But yeah. um, they studied men for 100 years to find out what makes people happy. And the number one thing that made people happy was the level of connections in their life. Didn't matter mm. what status they were. Mm. People are happiest are the ones that have the strongest connections mm. with other people. And that's it. That's the thing that's important, going with friends and just creating these relationships where it's like, well, hey, man, the, you don't have to be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, Say what you want. Even if you've got fucked up thoughts, like you, you shit your poo and you hold onto it and yeah. smear it all over your body. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, something I've seen you do. Yeah, yeah. But it's... it's <laughs> the, I'm uh, really going to miss this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, diversions of feces twice. <laughs> um, but like, I, I love what you're saying. Like, I feel like it's the quality of those connections more than anything because we can have unsatisfying connections as well. And encouraging that's what I feel like we've actually done and I take away as a real like I'm really I feel like happy for us <laughs> is that we've created like we've by by nature of just doing this and given making it giving ourselves the license with each other we've created a standard of connecting with one another that is really fucking quality and um and that's something I want to integrate with all my relationships in my life as much as I can and um so yeah thank you for allowing that space mm. And, you know, it's beautiful to hear it from you both. You both say similar things but in different ways. Mm. But I ask you that question because I think about, like, if this is really ending for a period of time, 
even in endings of what we love, we'll only come back and say to ourselves, well, what did we love most about that time? Mm. And do we build on it? You know, and so you actually take it into the next stage mm, still with you. Good, man. You knew what you were doing when you were asking us that question. <laughs> That's <laughs> such a good fucking spin. That's it great. truly was. Like, and I think that comes from a belief of what I've, I've loved about this is that even if we ended it and said no more, I know the thing I love the mo- most is, is I'm actually always so curious about how many people are listening to this and how helpful were we in their life. Like mm. we would never know. Like how cool is it when we hear, like we get such a kick when we hear about someone who's listening to it or Mm. when someone sends us a message or just even somebody or somebody gives a feedback and we're like sick. It is Mm. working. Um, Mm. But I like the unknown there of, you know, someone could have listened to every single one. Like if we go back through it, remember it was like making growth fun. That was our first Mm. one. (laughs) Well, fuck man. That's just a full, full, sorry, roundabout as well now, like what you're saying. I love that. It's no end, really, because we're just continually growing. Like what you, your question you asked, what what do we like most about it? We're actually the essence of that is continuing past this podcast. So it's it's just forever evolution. It's not ends. Yeah, and it's not cheesy. It's like how I feel about even when even though I'm grieving a sadness, and maybe it's the way I had to cope with learning about death in my family that. Mm. When my dad died and my mum died, but it was when this beautiful man, Jim Steins, died, that I was like, those values that I love so much about each one of them, because they were values, mm. compassion, determination, are in me. And so I live them out. And guess what you guys love about me? <laughs> it's not Jim Steins and your mum and your dad. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, and so in a way, like people don't end, they get passed Essences, on. It's... Yeah. And it's the way that I can appreciate happiness. Intensely beautiful, man. Isn't it intensely beautiful? When you say it like that, I'm like, holy shit, Jim Steins is living on in you. 100%. Because his consciousness was absorbed into you. You you were so charmed by it and absorbed it. it, Osmosis. Yeah. And you're you're an embodiment of it now, um, of a version of it or or an an M. Stem of it, or however you want to describe it. Doesn't it. matter. Yeah. That's how they live yeah. on in us. Yeah, I think we're a culture that doesn't really have a lot of appreciation of ancestors, and I think that's what you're talking about. It's mm. appreciation of, you know, the the, peop, the wise people yeah. that you've learned from, yeah. and then if you're lucky, then you become wise. Yeah, it's beautiful. It yeah. is. Yeah, I'm glad you love it because I really. Was hearing that, I was like, "Oh, I shouldn't be upset that we're just taking a break because it's the same thing. We're going to either come back and be like, let's love, what, let's take what we loved and mm. improve on it, mm. and you know, we might roll out a new series and season that we're mm. just like mm. so refreshed. Like, FYI for people listening, Ryan's going travelling. As far as I'm concerned, it's quite a beautiful rite of passage going back to." Um, where are you going? I'm going, I'm going to Denmark. To Denmark, which it's, is where your dad's from. Yeah, my birth father lives there, and all like there's a whole bunch of family. So it's it's nice to get to see, um, you know, like who are um what part of me is like these people, and even just I don't really have a strong relationship with them now, just because purely just because I haven't seen them and Distance, just don't spend time yeah. with them, and it's mm. you know a big part of me. So that's yeah, mm. and it's then gonna you, be really interesting, nail dude. On the head. And then, I'm really interested to see how, what happens for you. Yeah, I feel something very. Um... Yeah, actually, maybe it is like a rite of passage because I'm also going to go do that whole 
like live in a monastery thing. And then oh, he's going to go because they have to commit to it. Yeah. Well, you're going to go into a very, very like very zen-like state, which is exactly what I need to get out of in Melbourne. Is the opposite to that right now. So I think it's really exciting. And you're going to go off and become Alan Watts. <laughs> yeah. Which, if there's anybody I believe that could be Alan Watts, it I'm would be you. Which, <laughs> again, like I know you don't like that, but I no, think you're well, pretty it's because he's not. It's because he's Ryan Hyde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no labels, man. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just taking six weeks and then I'll be back in town. But I think that would be enough for even why I don't want to do too much, but it's going to give me a, a, a space to breathe and to come back to a podcast. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yep. Do you notice a, like a different feeling in yourself when you're actually acting out of a place of inspiration and, yeah, I love it, or the place of... I have to do that to feel like I'm worthy. I, I'm just, this is oh, me talking absolutely. about it. Absolutely. There's, there's uh-huh. two places of acting. There's one where I feel like in our culture, if you're not moving, mm. I feel like if you're not moving or doing something, it's like you're not contributing. Mm. And the other one is that there's that, that experience of like the muse, the inspiration where you're like, that's a great idea and I'll follow it. I think mm. they're different energies. Mm. 100% I'm eating chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and that was pure inspiration. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm, are you asking M? I was asking M. How, like... M, you took a bite as he asked you. <laughs> I thought he was asking the round. <laughs> um, yes, Ryan, I do. Hence why I know I need to get out of Melbourne. And I haven't felt this place for a long time. Like I... I haven't. Operating off the... You mean you've been operating off Sorry, demand? Sorry, operating off um, a place of um, needing to be inspired and needing to show that I am. And I can feel my disconnection from my spirit. And you might not call it that, but that's what I know. And I can feel it. You know how I can feel it? I wake up in the morning, my bones ache. And I keep dreaming about oceans and um, spirits are coming to me in my sleep and um, my relationships aren't so flowing. And I just know that in that place I could see that as my negative patterns and no doubt that they are. But I also know that what if we're all meant to go and do things like this to bring more energy or a new space into our life, a new place of growth or simply just renewing my energy cells, like 70 trillion trillion of them in there. And I just have not been listening for a long time. Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah, I do. Is I that what you want? You're more yeah, intended just, with that question? That's what I think I've gotten from this conversation is that it's because you were so riding that wave of passion for so long and then it's kind of dwindled. Because, again, this is one of those things, like it's very hard to control. You can kind of put things in place to try and make yourself feel more inspiration and, tr- and you which, know, which I have for eight months. Which you, you try and push that, but in the end it's like your body has a mind of itself mm-hmm. and oh, experiences you kind of I, need yeah. to massage that. It's it's kind of scary. I can know, like I've got another probably six, seven months with Hamish and Ernie and then as everyone knows, not everyone knows, but it's publicly known that they'll end in radio. And so like I've been with them for 10 years by that point and it's always That's a been. Huge it's, it's been. I a, didn't know that. Yeah, it's been a backbone in my life for ten years through through pretty epic changes, like in my personal life. So, it, I mean, but I'm but I'm exercising and practicing new th- ventures now, so that it will um, 
you know, I, I feel re- I have a huge amount of faith, like more more of a knowing that shit's going to really crack off next year um, in a really, really good way. Mm, um, I know that about you too. Yeah. I, I know that about you too. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not, but I have no, absolutely no clue how. Um, and that's what's pretty weird about it. And I don't, I don't think I'll, I'll fully experience it until I'm, there, you know. But you know, that's where that makes me come alive because, again, we've talked about it so many times. What if we weren't to know the how? Yeah. Like, we don't know how, but in our society, you're supposed to know the how. Mm. Like, that's why, like, a little bit of me is upset that I'm at this place, but I also know I don't know where I'm going. I just know I need to go for this part to Queensland for a break. Yeah. And when I come back, I'll bet you wherever I'm meant to be is exactly where I'm meant mm. to be. And really, and all that that is about is about finding, like, just settling back into yourself and going to the deepest part of yourself and go, what do I care about? And then just acting from that in a way that's not supply and demand, like cause and effect. It's just, it's, it's, you're like a, you're like sun creating and shining out from your essence as a, effortlessly. Like one other thing is massive pillars for me is it must be effortless wherever I work on from now on. Um, if it's not, I'm not interested in working with anyone. And I don't care if I get paid less for that reason because it's, I, but I think I'll, I, in my hand on heart, I think I'll actually get paid more for it because I'm offering 100% authenticity with my creation, um, which is, Looking at the landscapes, pretty hard in the in the fabric of social media at the moment with the um, with narcissism rife. <laughs> um, but what a better place for you to capture real moments. Yeah, yeah, and that's why man, as a filmmaker, injecting that matrix with something that um, resonates on a on a frequency that's with your heart and not your mind. I think that's that's my intention. Um, is, that a, is that an end? It maybe is. Uh, just quick rounds. If anyone wanted to follow you, right? Um, how would we follow your journey on your social media or whatnot? And um, do you want to just say like what you're looking forward to about going on to now? And if people want to stay in touch with you, I'm pretty bad at social media. I think my you can add me on Facebook or my Instagram. I'm not a big poster anymore. This is one thing I've really changed because I was so into media and this change, um, like the this new platform of sharing good ideas and expressing yourself. I think even though I've st- I went and studied journalism. I've started two podcasts. I've realized that I think the real message is you need it. Oh, this sounds so cliche, but it's like you need to just get back to yourself. And I think I often switch it off. I have my airplane mode on. Mm. I don't have this need of being watched or looked at all the time. I don't have to be seen in that way. You're media anorexic. I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I've kind of got off. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I like Instagram because I post on it you know, maybe once a month, but it's not like a... I used to have this thing. I think it comes from a, a, a need to, like, a you know, when you're in high school, you want to be popular, need yeah. to be liked. Yeah. And, like, even, like you, you call it, like, a Facebook like or whatever. It's kind of this weird reward you get. But right now it's, like, I've just been focusing on real-life relationships and just being myself. But, yeah, Instagram if you want to follow me. Your, Add me on Facebook, chat to me. I'm a nice guy. What's Ryan Hyde at, on your Instagram? Uh, I think it's Ryan Hyde AU, at Ryan Hyde AU. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm open. I'd rather you add me and then have an actual chat instead of just on Facebook. You mean? Hey, they're all like, cool. Tell me something that you found interesting about the world and let's talk about <laughs> that. what's lit you up. <laughs> I like M. Um, 
I was walking. Can I tell the story to go yeah, with go this? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, and, we don't do that here. And <laughs> so I'm standing with a, a coaching client today, and, and I decide because I try to be as unorthodox as possible when it comes to coaching because I'm sick of people just sitting in rooms with each other and talking about their feelings. So I knew this. I kept getting this intuition that this one client I'd have to spend six six months with. Um, I knew that we had to go and talk about our future. So when we went, I said, right, you're going to meet me at this park at this time and I'll talk to you about what we're doing. And it's cold and she doesn't really want to, but I know that's why we need to. So I'm sitting there and I take her out into the middle of this oval in Richmond and I said, there's no one around. And I go, see how huge this oval is? And you're trying to ask me right now what the hell you're going to do with your career? Which way are we going in this oval? If this was your life, like how do you feel standing here? And it's huge. You can feel how big it is. And I say to her, where's your focus? Ask yourself where your focus is going to be. And so she stands right in the middle and she doesn't even know. I said, well, if this is a footy oval, where do they kick the goals? And she's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, I need a goal. I need somewhere to focus, don't I? I'm like, yeah. Or you're just going to keep staring out into the ether, wondering what the fuck's going to happen with your life. Where is your focus? And I got so passionate with her because it was so clear to me, even in my own life, of where's my focus? And... As I stared at the end, my focus with her and what everything I always want to do with people and what I want to do for myself over the next few months is, where's my focus? Mm. I don't need to know at these end goals of what I'm going to do. And this is what I said to her, you don't know what you want at the end. Tell me how you want to feel. And so we broke down what the end result is for her. And she's like, freedom and their virtues, their values. So where to for me is my end focus is I just want to do what I do, which is connection authenticity. I want to do love. And I really love freedom and creativity. And I haven't really had those last two for the last couple of months because I've been a bit caught up in what everything else is supposed to mean. Mm. Yet it's all part of the process. So when I think about when we walked away, I got her to walk all the way down the end, just take the next obvious step. And my next obvious step towards that end goal of freedom, creativity, love, authenticity and connection is really simple. I'm going away for six weeks to just do that, mm. be still, be connected. And after that, people can still contact me because I'm still doing collective potential. It's just coming in a different form. I don't know what it is. Mm. And I know that when I come back, oh, I'm going to have this joy of whatever we do is fucking wonderful. But right now, you can still contact me about everything that we do at Collective Potential. If it's not through an interview, an audio a podcast, an interview, like this is my life's work. I love it. Um, <laughs> but it will be for me for this next six months. Mm. So anyway. I'll so s- exciting. Yeah, that's I'm what so it feels like. You. Yeah, you forget just, you know, the bravery it takes to say, guess what, I'm going to stop. What? Yeah, I am. Yeah. That, because I need And to. that what is usually a voice inside your head more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I feel. That's yeah. a great question. Yeah, that's great. That's how so exciting. How do you stay in contact? Oh. How about you, Jez? Um, or just, um, I'm, I'm just doing some things. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting up a bunch of different projects. I'm toiling of different ideas, working with more progressive organizations to um, amplify or create con- relevant content around them. Um, Which I'm, I've really loved the content you've been producing lately. Like, mm. can I just say, like, when I lived with you a year or so ago, mm. you wanted to be doing this. And you're doing it. Mm. I just, I'm really excited. I'm such a geek. <laughs> and so, um, and what, what, probably what's relevant for this uh, podcast is that I'm looking at launching another podcast 
um, with an organization called He for She about, because I feel like the, the, um, the, 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 the UN run them and I'm in talks with them about doing a, um, a podcast. That's the one with where, um, Emma, Harry, Watson. Emma Watson. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I want to, I, I feel like in the current, you what's relevant. me to Emma Watson. Sorry? Emma Watson is my childhood. Sweetheart. <laughs> Hermione. So the, um, I, what I reckon is most relevant in the world right now is more feminine energy. I feel like the masculine energy is, um, is not serving our evolution and feminine energy needs to, in my opinion, um, or from what I can, how I can see things, I think feminine energy needs to be much more dominant and in a more powerful place in the world. So more balanced. More balanced, yes. Yeah. So we just need to swing that way a little bit. So I want to do He For She campaign as a podcast interview and she's, as me or he, um, to have conversations with females to amplify in whatever way I can, what their hearts and what they're about. Um, and where, where do you find out about that on Jeremy? So you just Khan follow me on Instagram, Facebook? Twitter or Facebook. I'm all Jez Khan on all of them. But, or you just search Jeremy Khan, I'll probably come up. Me too. What a beautiful way to end it. This podcast was started for, for to have real conversations with real people and I hope um, everyone who's listening to this enjoys the break that we're having to put into practice what we've been talking about. I've been acting the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Love you. Thanks so much. Love you. Ah, Thanks for listening. So good. Honestly, thank you for yeah. listening. Tell your friends you love them as well. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.